TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Keeping a guy around. Hugh, this is going to be a major one for the Eagles because if they move on, it's going to be a lot of young players next year. What do we call them, the puppy pads group? or whatever it was, uh, Like house training a dog? Yeah, you got to get the puppy pads. Yeah. The puppy patrol. We're going to get some puppies out there. We're going to let them, them grow into their roles because that's what it's probably looking like. I don't know. Like, I'm pretty sure that – Hassan is probably seeking to be in the same cul-de-sac as, uh, you know, the higher higher paid edge rushers. Yes, yeah. in the game because he 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 considers himself one of those guys, and he wants to be paid like one of those guys. So I'm pretty sure they can massage the numbers a little bit, but I don't think they want to do that. That's why they're they're trying to let him go out and figure out what he can get or what he think he's worth. And then they'll get back to him on that. So here's where he ranks right now. Uh, so average per year, Nick Bosa is at 34 million. TJ Watt is at 28 million. Joey Bosa, 27 million. Miles Garrett, 25 million. Montez Sweat, 24 and a half. Rashawn Gary, 24. Khalil Mack, 23. You got to go all the way down to 15 million per year for Hassan Reddick. And, and you know he what? He is underpaid. Again, but with all due respect, I, of those list of those guys that you've named, He's not on their level. Like, <laughs> I mean, he's not. Well, I think the Eagles agree with you. I mean, like, that... he's not on their level, dog. I, I mean, and I know, like, he brings a lot to the table in the pass rush game. He's more comparative to Micah Parsons to me. Miles Garrett, that dude. TJ Watt, that dude. Like, all those guys. Khalil Mack would probably be a close comparison, but even Khalil Mack, he's a factor in the run, the run game. Like, and, and we saw. Miles Garrett, we saw firsthand how he was just a damn wrecking ball at the beginning of the year. Like that that's oh, what yeah. you're talking about. And I don't think they look at him like that. He's to me, he's what you consider a specialist. You know? And I mean that's a that's like I said, that's a nice payday. He wants more. And and this is not me talking ill on him, but when I when you talk about those couple cats that you've named, they do something different than what Hassan Reddick did this year. And I'm pretty sure the Eagles are saying that. They are run play. They play the run. They're all around defensive ends, and he's not that. And he's not that. He's a pass rusher, but he's a premier pass rusher. I mean, look no, at the no last question. three no or four question. years. If we're just looking at sacks, right? And I understand, and I agree with you that it's about more than just sacks. He's up there, though, in terms of sack leaders. The last three or four years in the NFL, it's a big one, and the Eagles are allowing him permission to seek a trade. I wouldn't move him. And of course, a lot of reaction to the Super Bowl and everything we saw last night. Look, Mahomes is just. The gap between him and whoever you think the second-best quarterback, it's the biggest gap I've seen in pro sports at the top of the league in any sport since Michael Jordan. I mean, it's, it's, it is remarkable. I don't, who, who do we think is the second-best quarterback in the league right now? Is it Allen? Is it yeah, probably, I would, Lamar? I would, I would Burrow? Burrow? Burrow. I think it's Burrow, but he's been hurt a lot. But it's, I, I, if I had a pick to play a game tomorrow and they were all healthy, I would pick Burrow. I think it comes – well, like, think about the fact that he's the one guy that – can go him. into Kansas City and beat Mahomes. It made me respect him more watching like, last night. Like, he's beat him. He's beat him in Kansas City. But there's still a big gap. I mean, Mahomes is just – it's every year. And Mahomes' numbers in the playoffs now, here are his stats in the postseason. Okay, Forget the regular season where we know he's won MVP after MVP. Here is his postseason stats. 
Hugh, he's played 18 postseason games now, Patrick Mahomes. You know what his record is? 15-3. and three. He has 46 touchdowns, 8 interceptions. 15-3 and three in the playoffs, 46 Boy, touchdowns, that's... 8 picks, a 105 passer rating. No, nah, that's, that's unbelievable. That's phenomenal. Yes, that's phenomenal. That's phenomenal, man. And he's he's a beast. No question about that. And, and you just kind of wonder, like you talk about this team and and what they were in the lack of receiver talent that they had, and they're gonna go out next year. They're gonna they're probably gonna roll with the cats that they have, and they're gonna be better than they were last year. But they're gonna add a they're gonna add a piece. I actually think they should add offensive linemen more than receiver. Yeah, because they do need they 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 were getting ragged yeah. all. Bosa had a big game against yeah. them. Yeah, if they if they get better on offense, forget it, guys. I mean, we're all playing for second place next year and the year after that. Don is at Sellersville. What's up, Don? How you doing? Good, Don. What's up today? Uh, uh, I'm a first time caller, long time listener. How you doing, Joe and you? What's going and, on, man? Don, uh, we're doing great, buddy. What are you feeling today? And, and to Joe, John, Angelo, Rita, Al, Glenn, and uh, Ray Dinger. Uh I'm as old as the Super Bowl. And uh, uh, that's not that old, Don. Fifty-eight's not that old. No, but uh, uh, Super Bowl Thirty was on my birthday, and Cordell Stewart couldn't get it done. And uh, I don't give a Super Bowl sh- ten. Super Bowl ten. What was that? Steel- Steelers Cowboys. Steelers Cowboys was the one on your birthday. Yeah, yeah. And then Super Bowl ten was Steelers Cowboys, but uh, Bradshaw won. And the scores were pretty close to each other if you look at them both side to side. And uh, uh, yeah, I'm was definitely for Andy Reid because of the Philadelphia thing. Uh, Super Bowl uh, 39, 95, I believe it was. I think it was 05, 39. Yeah, yeah. February 05. Yeah. You played in that game. What are, we ta- what are we talking about now? Super Bowl yeah. 39, your game. The one oh. you All right, well, I'll say congratulations you, John, and Ike. I'm bleed Phillies green. And uh, San Francisco, I'm a Montana Rice. And I have a question at the end. Yeah, go, what's your question? What you got, dog? Uh, let me get a pen. Who was pen. the wide receiver on the other side when Montana had his streak? What, what, the wide receiver on the other side when Montana had his streak? Yeah, John he, Taylor. He was, uh, yeah, like Rice he, and Taylor? You, is that what you mean? John Taylor next to Jerry Rice? John Taylor. Yeah, he made the catch in, uh, when yeah. they beat the Bengals. Yeah. Are, you, are you giving us a yeah. quiz? Quiz, yeah. I, I got to give it up. For, talk show getting quiz. I gotta what have I done to deserve this? Person with memory. Well, you have a good memory. You brought, you brought up Cordell Stewart, Don. I didn't thought of Cordell and quite Slash. See, I, I, uh, I'm at, my name is actually Tom. Tom, not Don. My name is actually Joe. You this is a right. joke, quite frankly. Yeah, I, did say, I thought I said Joe. No, you did. No, I, I, just, I was letting you know that was my actual name. But you're Tom. Are you from Sellersville, or is that a, a make-believe No, I, I'm actually from Quakertown. Okay, so Tom from Quakertown. I grew up in Quakertown. I've uh, been living in Sellersville for a little bit. Oh, that's good, Don. Don, we appreciate it, man. So that's. 
Tom from Quaker Town no, going I, by I, Don listen, in hold, Sellersville. Hold listen, I, I know that some people like to challenge my sports knowledge and all that other stuff and be like that. No, I ain't. No, we're not doing that. Don't be asking me no damn questions. The, those, the, the, those, you know they, what I'm saying? Kyle, hold up. Who they talking to, dog? Bro. I'm like, I don't want to, like, you know what I'm saying? This I, ain't. I, this ain't this ain't beat the hammer or whatever the hell it is. I would just that like to apologize to everybody. What for that last three minutes? No, I'm just saying I respect my elders now, but damn, dog, don't be asking me no questions. It's elders, I'm, he's almost the same age as you. I'm just damn, he the same age as me. Twenty seven. Must be doing something right, cause boy, some of my some of my peers, boy, I be like, damn, I can't be in this age demographic. I can't be Joe. What the hell going on, man? Listen, I understand that some people call when they're at work or they're busy, so they use a different name on the air. I just, when you tell me your name, is it hey, not really your name? It makes I'm, me I'm, laugh. I'm just going, from now on. When Are you really Hugh? Or you when y'all name? ask me sports trivia questions, yeah. when I'm at work, I'm just going to look. I'm just, uh, That's all you, Joe and Kyle. Hugh? Who played in Super Bowl 39? Uh, don't know. <laughs> you did. He's an idiot. You don't care. <laughs> I, I, I kind of like to talk about like current sports, not like you know. I think we need to get Hugh as a guest on Beat the Hammer. <laughs> I'm not going to participate. Dick is Dick just, <laughs> for real? <laughs> Who is the legendary defensive coordinator for the Pittsburgh Steelers? Dick is LeBeau. Dick Blow? <laughs> no. Boy, as soon as that one came out of my mouth, I was like, I hope Kyle didn't hear that. <laughs> you can't be the first person to admit to just kind of screw up Dick LeBeau's name. Yeah, I mean, I, it, it's yeah, had to happen I'm before. A, uh, Dick is Dick Blow? I'm glad the boss ain't here today. Because <laughs> for real. You know he can listen wherever he <laughs> no, is. No, he does. That I'm Odyssey like, app works, you know. I'm still, hey, this is one of them days where you're just looking at your phone and you're like, <laughs> yeah. Somebody gonna want to talk to me after this. Well, you know what? Ironically, in our last break, the police were here. Not we weren't in trouble. I thought I thought I had one too no. many bad takes. They were coming to take me away. No. It was it's over. I swear. When I turned around and saw three cops, <laughs> I started thinking. I'm like, wait a minute. Where did I park? Like that. They're was coming my to get first him. <laughs> that means I ain't living right. You know what I mean? When you when stuff like that happens, you got to do better. <laughs> you got to do better in life. Every time you see the cops, you just get nervous. <laughs> What did I do now? All right, Angelo's at Pottstown. Angelo, what's up, buddy? Hey, guys. What's Remember up, the man? Jeffersons? They're coming to get me, Weezy. They're coming to get me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, uh, before I talk about uh, the Eagles and, uh, and, and the game yesterday, I just got a, a response or a comment about the sports radio talk show host in San Francisco in the Bay Area, mm-hmm. I should say, the elitist of the Bay Area, who's saying that he, has, he, he wakes up in the Bay Area versus – scummy Philadelphia. Well, you know, I, I beg to differ. Have you ever been in the Bay Area and all the, the homeless people smelling, you know, all their excrement? You know, so, Angel, I haven't been there, but I, I have seen stories that the last, you know, five to ten years, it's it's not, it's it's taken a turn for the worse, unfortunately, yeah, with that area. Yeah. yeah, I hate to tell those elitists out there, it's not the greatest place to be, and it's very expensive. You can't live there. Anyway, Jason Kelsey, you know, you know when people say, I think he's great. I think my girlfriend's great. I think my coach is great. I don't think he thinks that Sirianni is all that great. You know, I'm I'm using reverse psychology on this one. I don't think Jason likes. I don't think he. I don't think he respects his own head coach. I don't think there are a lot of players in that team that respect that head coach. Well, I I'm, yeah, so I'm an action speak louder than words, guys. When it comes to players and coaches and all that, so. I, yeah. I don't think they dislike him as a person, but you got to show it to me. Last seven weeks but of the season, they didn't play did hard for do? him. Yeah. yeah, what did they do for the last seven, eight, you know, two months of the season? Nada. They rolled and over. As far as, as far as Hassan Reyes is concerned, if he's unhappy, see you later. 
don't let the door hit you. And, and you know, you know where where it could hit him. If he doesn't want to play here, I don't want him. What, and by the way, what, where was he the last seven to eight weeks of the, of the season? Yeah, not not doing much. Game? He didn't do much. Not doing now, much. Now, to be fair, Angelo, good phone call. They were dropping him back in the coverage. Yeah, he was asked to play a different role. And I know, like, for us to bash him for not wanting to be here makes it easier for him to move on. But he's a hell of a player, man. Like, he's a hell of a player. Now, what's going to happen is like he's going to go out into the market and he's going to be measured. Like he's going to get some interest, no question about it. Pass rushers always do. But the type of money that he might be asking for, somebody might not be willing to give him because of what he does not do in the run game. You know, and we saw this year a lot a lot of times when the, when it came to the run and you know being fooled on certain run plays and stuff, he was a non-factor in that. I mean, that's just the reality of it. So that that might be held against him a little bit. But when you talk about those guys up front, like the Miles Garretts, the the Bosa boys, and all the other good stuff, he's not he's not that guy. He's not one of those guys. He is not one of those guys. No, and I think there's a separation between those guys. And I think we all realize that. I mean, some people wanted to make him a defensive player of the year candidate last year. I think there's a separation between the truly best guys. But he's good. Here's what I go back to: if the Eagles let Reddick leave. Or they, you know, they allow him to seek a trade and they cooperate with the team that wants him and they trade him away. Are they going to have enough good players on defense to be good enough? Coach next him year? up, Joe. Got to coach him to up. Win a Super coach Bowl, them or, up. or are we all of a sudden going to have a puppy year we, where we take a step back? We are uh, offensive centric team. The offense is the catalyst for this thing to go. That doesn't change overnight. And I understand that we are all up in arms about what we saw last night. The defense, defense. played well, and it was some defensive stand. But when you look at both of those teams, those teams weren't bought. Well, for the most part, they were built. Like you talk about Eric Armstead, he was there. They drafted Nick Bosa. They added some pieces. They went and got the grave digger. But everybody else, oh, they drafted most of their guys. Yeah, yeah. they drafted most of their guys. We're not in. We don't have that luxury. And if we want to be like that, we can't go out and just keep getting hired guns. We have to start developing our young draft picks. We have to do that. And Nolan Smith, this is a perfect time for people to reap the dividends off of Nolan Smith. What, is he, what did he go, 19th or something? What was his uh, draft? 30th. 30th? 30th? Yeah. Second, like, their second first-round pick. Yeah, because people are complaining about the fact that, oh, what has he done? Da, 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 da. Give him a chance. Give him a chance. Coach him up. Give him a chance. And I think that's ultimately probably what's going to happen. And they have his replacement. This thing started last year with Reddick. They yes. drafted his replacement in the first round, and then they didn't pay him when he asked for more money. I'm not surprised we're here. I don't, if you were shocked yesterday, I think you just, you're just missing what happened last year. doesn't mean I'm happy with it. And, Kyle, to the point we were talking about earlier, if they lose Reddick, it's very hard for me to imagine they are a better defense tomorrow. They, they may ultimately figure it out two or three years down the line, but next year becomes harder. Yeah, I, you're not. If you lose Hassan Reddick, you're you're just not competing for a Super Bowl. I think it's that simple. And we can go back and forth on whether defense is a luxury, how important it really is. But if you don't have Hassan Reddick, the defense is not even going to be close to middle of the pack, which I think is about. You know, you can win the Super Bowl with the middle of the pack defense. If Hassan Reddick's not there, Slay, Carter, Davis are their four best yeah. defenders. If, if he's gone, if Hassan's not there, it's a bad defense again. So it's a bad defense with a lot of young guys. You're crossing your fingers for all at once. And I, mean, I saw a bunch of young guys that played for the Kansas City Chiefs that grew up overnight and they became did. some pretty darn good defenders. So in I would a short say they be, time. I would say they grew up over two years, right? Last year to this year. Yes. It does help you when you have the best quarterback of a generation kind of pulling them as they come and along. And we paid we paid Jalen Hurts like he was the second coming. And we put weapons around him 
like, you know, to engulf him with all the love that we possibly can give him. He, if, if he's the leader that we think that he is, he'll be able to take us to the promised land and let this defense grow. That's how I look at it. Yeah, well, the, the Eagles might be looking at it the way you are, and that, that would – look, maybe it works. It's also a lot of pressure on an offense to score that, that many all the time. Roger is in Ben Salem, and then we have to open up a little investigation here on what the heck happened with A.J. Brown last night. Roger, what's up, buddy? Uh, what's going on, guys? Hey, Roger. Hey, uh, real quick before I jump in on Hassan Reddick and Andy Reid, uh, you know the San Francisco 49ers talking about how they didn't know the rules over time. Like, this isn't news. Like, that, that rule was brought in two years ago, and if you still weren't prepared for that, like, for this game, like, that, that's on you. Like, uh, and, Roger, and I the, agree with that. And, that. and that's on Shanahan to have uh, them prepared. Like, at least even the Super Bowl week, the lead-up, you know, you know it's going to be a close game. Like, hey, this is this is the way it works now. If we get there, here's the plan. Just so they're all up aware of what's going on. Yeah, and and it's not like it wasn't explained to them. Like the head referee at the coin toss explained to them exactly what was going on, and like still couldn't figure it out. Like like what's going what's going on there? It is. I think it's a it's a not a good mark on Shanahan. He there was a situation in the game he didn't have them prepared for. That's that's his job. He's the coach. Yeah. All right. So on the whole Hassan Reddick thing, I'm not too worried. I don't I don't think Hassan Reddick's going anywhere. I think. They're allowing him, allowing him to go out and, like, look at the numbers and stuff like that. And, you know, once Howie has numbers, like, like they're going to bring him in. They're going to they're gonna tickle him under the chin and, you know. Tickle him under the chin. Yeah, yeah they're going to get weird. the deal done. They could. I mean, the same thing happened last year to an extent with uh, with Darius Slay. Roger, we appreciate it. Because they let Darius Slay go out and seek a trade. Yeah. And then that didn't ha- nothing happened. He I came think back. that was more because, like, I, I, that that would, that whole time with that Darius Slay situation, that was a weird thing. They cut him and brought him back. Yeah, and, and, and all this other good stuff. So I don't know. I think how he does this as almost to get himself off the hook. Like, hey, I want more money. Well, go see if anyone else will pay you. And if they will, okay, I'll let you go. But he kind of knows deep down maybe he's not going to get the money he wants on the, on the market. Yeah, maybe. But I, mean, I think that... Reddick's going to get it, though. He is younger than Slay was. And he's got, he's a, lot a, of, he's he's got a... a lot of numbers, too. But the, the biggest thing is going to be where do people see him? Like, where does he slot? Because he wants to be paid like mm-hmm. those big-time pass rushers. He probably wants $30 million a year. Yeah. I, I, don't know, I don't know if he, he skews that way. I don't think he's worth that. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he skews that way. And that's the thing. And I'm all for him feeling like he's worth more than what he's getting. I mean, ain't nothing wrong with that. So he has to go out there, and he's probably, they're probably going to let him figure out what his market is. And if he, he, he goes somewhere and they, you know, he likes it, he might leave. All right, let's open up a little investigation here as we, uh, dun, dun. we're known to do on the Midday Show. So what the heck happened last night? Is A.J. Brown tweeting about the Travis Kelsey situation? Was it not A.J. Brown? The first time I saw this, actually, Howard posted um, you know, a photo that in- included a tweet that we, we thought was from A.J. Brown uh, about the Kelsey situation, basically insinuating if it was him, it'd be a bigger deal than it actually turned out to be. But then, Hugh... It sounded like other Eagles, including Slay, are, and are saying no, that wasn't actually AJ Brown putting that out there. I don't know what the, what that's going on. No, but I get I get the timeline and what people are trying to say. They're trying to compare basically the the, the white player to the black player. I get that. So and, AJ and, t- uh, allegedly tweeted. He said it yeah. wasn't him. If that was me, I would have been kicked out of the league. Yeah. And then the it was the Kelsey thing. Yeah, and and it, some people even referenced the TO thing. And and I get that. And and that is not lost on me. But I also know Andy Reid, and I've been in the locker rooms when things have gotten a little heated. Like, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and say when I saw it, I didn't probably have the same visceral reaction 
that everybody else has. But at the same time, you have to, there's a lot of information that we don't have. Like whether or not, you know, it, it looked like for both of them, that's how they interacted with one another. And Joe, you brought up a point where there was a time last year in the Super Bowl where Coach was yelling at Patrick Mahomes. I, I find it hard to believe that in that heated moment, as much as they've been through, that it was anything more than just Andy Reid was caught off guard and he almost fell because he was into his menu, something serious at that point, and the offense was sputtering. And what I took from that was basically he was yelling at Coach saying, Coach, we got to get going or something or, or, or call my play, I'm open or whatever yeah, it was. Yep. But it was nothing where it got to the point where it, it feels like Coach was being disrespected or anything like that. That's, that's my take. I don't think that's what happened. So th- this is the timeline I'm seeing here. So this was posted. Everyone assumed it was AJ out of hibernation on social media. And then uh, Darius Slay said he talked to AJ that wasn't him. And then the person, the person that's now uh, had a control of AJ's account went back and said, this is a fake AJ Brown page. I'm just a fan. I'm not trying to get him in trouble with what I say, LOL. So I am now, uh, I guess, supposed to believe that Perplexed. someone has taken control of A.J. Brown's account that he deactivated a month ago. Is, is that sound right, Kyle? We're, uh, it feels like we're getting the wool pulled over our eyes here. They're playing us for fools. I don't know Do you what, think like, this was A.J.? It's like a, yeah, it's like an epic cover-up job, and I don't really know why. Like, hey, buddy, you might get, might get fined. That's okay. Classic I but, was hacked. But the, yeah, but the Darius Slay coming out unprovoked tweeting like, oh, I just talked to A.J. Like, that wasn't it. Come on, guys. You I think mean, we're all it, stupid? I mean, it, it, if that's the case, it was a bad look. It, it was a bad look if you tweeted that then backtracked it. You know, you got to stand on business if you put it out there. So how did he lose control of his own account? That's what, And it just doesn't make any – like, why know. would somebody who hacked AJ's account, that's what the, that's what they go and say? Well, and from what I guess, it's the first time they've put anything out, right? Because right. he's been in the dark on social media for a month now. I did miss the Slay tweet, you guys, because w- I'm blocked by Darius Slay. Oh. So I missed that one. I, did, I didn't see his rebuttal <laughs> until I pulled up the whole full story right now. So I missed that one. Uh, I don't know if this was uh, A.J. Brown. I thought it was funny. I, th- I thought the tweet was funny. I agree. He, I, I mean, think he was, was a big right. deal. He probably was right. Sure. <laughs> like, but like, I, like, wh- it just was funny. If it was him, leave it up. And if it's not him, why did the fake person take it down? Because <laughs> he knew the heat was coming in. That heat was on. So that's probably why he tried to take it down. I, or I, did take it down. It, it know, screams people, like him tweeting it. screenshot everything. Realizing he make, made a mistake and then being like, Slay, dude. You, that, gotta, you, you could help be. me cover yeah, this yeah. up. Slay, tweet out I didn't do it. Everyone will see it except Jillio. He's blocked. All right, 215-592-9494. That's how you hop in. Andy Reid. He wins again. Happy for him, but I have some jealousy that the Eagles are not this team and the Chiefs are. Mahomes is unbelievable. Not just, he look, 41 touchdowns in the postseason to eight picks. A 105 pass rating, a 15-3 record. He has t- three Super Bowl wins when he was down 10. We'll get to all your phone calls coming up. And, of course, Hassan Reddick's situation here. I wouldn't trade him. Hugh would. What's your reaction as the Eagles have given Hassan Reddick permission to seek a trade? 215-592-9494. It's the number to hop in. Midday Show, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Bet the NBA with a no-sweat same-game parlay from FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forts Casino every Thursday with TNT Thursdays. It doesn't matter if you're new to FanDuel or already have an account. You'll get bonus bets back if your same-game parlay doesn't win on any NBA on TNT game. NBA same game parlay is the perfect way to combine your chats bets for a chance to score a bigger payday. Look, I'm always in on the three point numbers for parlays. I'll throw the two and a two plus 
threes for a bunch of guys. Throw them in together. However you want to play, just head to Fandle.com slash G-I-G-L-I-O to bet the NBA. With a no-sweat same-game parlay on TNT Thursdays, that's Fandle.com slash G-I-G-L-I-O. Make every moment more with Fandle and official sports betting. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. The Niners are dead, everyone. It's over. They lose. Chiefs win. Who's the Wicked Witch? Would that be Kyle Shanahan, or is he the witch, or is it Brock Purdy? Honestly, the Chiefs are probably the Wicked yeah, Witch. Yeah, they probably are. Yeah. Is Andy the Wizard of Oz? <laughs> I guess. Boy, all they do is win. Three Super Bowls now for the Kansas City Chiefs. Your biggest takeaway from the game last night, of course, the Hassan Reddick situation, as the Eagles have granted it permission to seek a trade this offseason. I wonder when this uh, Reddick thing has some resolution. We have, what, about got a, a month months. until the free agency. I think it's done in the next month. Wait a minute. The draft is – no, the combine, combine is next is, month, right? Uh, later this month, I believe. Okay, because, see, I, my timeline messed up. Excuse me for that. Uh, I would think that you probably want to get something done as early as possible, way before the draft. So there's probably going to be some conversations being had, you know, so – the combine actually is where something could happen because that's where all the GMs yeah, they and, all, they and all get he together. Might, he might go to the combine and try to sell himself on different people and things like that. So yeah, it, this this might be resolved around that time. Resolved with him on another uniform, or resolved with a new contract. I, I think I think they're going to try to go out his agent, and he's going to try to get the best deal that he can for his client, and that and then they're going to probably you know out of respect for the Eagles, they're going to go back and show them the deals and give the Eagles a chance to, to match it. I do wonder what his value is. Like, so let's let's. There's two parts to this, right? What will someone pay him? That's his monetary value. But if someone is willing to pay him, let's just pretend twenty five million a year, and the Eagles say, "Nah, we don't want to do it." I wonder what they would get back from that team. What a would a team? pick or whatever. Yeah, what would that team trade for Hassan Reddick as they're about to pay him? You laid it out. Doesn't play the run. Twenty nine years old. There's also the good, of course, and they're going to want him because they're willing to pay him. Is it a third round pick? I'm wondering. I, I, I'm having trouble placing what the Eagles could get back for Hassan Reddick. It's not a one. Let's rule that out. No one's going to pay him and trade a one. It's just not happening. Probably a two, two or three. I would take a two. If we're going there, right? If we're going towards they have to move him, I would take the, the, the two is where I start to peak some interest. Anything less than a two, it's like, eh, am I really moving on from this guy for a third or fourth round pick? No. That doesn't feel good. No. So, yeah, that that's what you have to figure out. It, it's going to be an interesting offseason because now you're accumulating picks. You might take some of those picks and move up in the draft to get somebody you want and things of that nature because you got nine. So that'll give you an, another one. It just all depends. Like, the Eagles have to address – their needs. And I think most of their needs are going to be probably in this draft on the defensive side of the ball, to be totally honest. So the Chargers traded uh, a second and sixth round pick for Khalil Mack two seasons ago. I want, That feels like a, a decent comp. I'm not even putting trading Reddick for a second into consideration. I, I'm, it seems ridiculous to me. He's still under contract next year. Mm-hmm. Why on earth would I give him up for a second round pick? So you're going to force him to play? Yes. And be a mouth under contract. And so, already fragmented. But like, room. look, he didn't like we. I think we worried about this last season when mm-hmm. he did the the holdout, and he didn't end up holding out. I don't think this is like a. a I don't. 
I don't view this as a malcontent situation. I think he just is trying to test the market and see if he can get paid more money elsewhere. I don't think he's demanding to leave the I, Eagles. I agree, but it's a slippery slope once you let him go look. Because if he finds someone willing to pay him, he's going to say, okay, they fe- like now it's about working out the trade. Right. Yeah. Once you've allowed him to go look, if he finds something, you, you're kind of at a weird but, but, place but if, where you're going to have to let him go. But if you're Howie, you don't trade him just to trade him. No, like, I, he's I the best you. player well, in your defense. I, I, if you're Howie, you make see, it. I, I, I like, wish he never granted a permission to seek a trade. Like, I, I, Why we're here is annoying. See, this, this is what I think you're kind of missing. I hear everything you're saying, Kyle. But when obviously there's been talk of money and talks broke down. So the Eagles, their, their resolution for all this, go, go out and see how much you're worth. You know, that's just like you know, bad analogy time. When you tell somebody that you care about, say, hey, go see if you can do better than me. But what if they do? Yeah, then that's when you got a problem. You got to either step your game up or let them go. So that's where we are when it comes to, to uh, Hassan Reddick in this situation. I guess I, I just hate to look at it like this, but like, I couldn't care less if Hassan Reddick gets the money he's looking for. I care if this works out best for the Eagles. I don't want them to trade Hassan Reddick unless it's for something that like you can't possibly refuse the deal. Like a first-round pick, pick, yeah. And even then, I'm hesitant to do it because you don't know who this first-round pick is going to be. They're going to get another Nolan Smith. I'm not excited about that. I would rather have Hassan Reddick, even if he's a little bit perturbed by the fact that he's not getting his money. The money thing, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't care. Well, it's also a, a glimpse into where they think they are as a franchise. If they trade him and say we're going to go really young on defense, they're telling us that they think they got to turn this thing over and it's going to take a couple years. I mean, I, I don't think we want that right now, but that may be where they are. Matt is in Prospect Park. What's up, Matt? Hey, what's up, guys? What's up, buddy? What are you thinking tonight? Um, entertaining game last night. I think my main takeaway is that uh, Kyle Shanahan has the most punchable face in America. <laughs> Anyone with me on that? I mean, Hugh, you're a man of fashion. I mean, talk I about, strikes, talk about the flat brim hat. Come on, man. Can't be. Can't yeah, be. flat brim hat. He's a little old for it. I agree, man. Men of a certain age, right? Men yeah, a little. He's age, a little, I mean, and he's beyond that now. He, he's not the young, new offensive assistant like he was 17 years ago. He's, you know, he's a longtime NFL head coach now. I, I'm with you on that part. So the flat brim hat a, makes him a punchable face. Well, I mean, I think it's it's, for, it's a younger man's game. It does. It feels like a younger man's game. Okay, I got you. I I'm mean, just, more like it. You would like it frames. It frames his face. Like the things I don't like about his face, it, it kind of frames it. <laughs> well, he's also yeah. now in a group of of pretty, you know, pretty big all time losers and not because he can't coach it's just the truth he keeps losing Super Bowls I think Dan Reeves is the last one to go to this many that you know lose his first couple you know getting there pretty often he he hasn't won one yet I mean Joe collectively your and my record in the Super Bowl is is better than his zero wins we're all tied we got zero we're we're, we're just yeah all right so um with Reddick I mean I think Reddick I I just want to say I mean he looks glorious in that Kelly Green number seven I don't want him going anywhere man he needs to get paid. He needs to get paid, and uh, I think I think he'll stick around. I do. I think they'll make it. I think they'll make it work somehow. So I, I mean, hope you're right. I am a little skeptical, though, Matt. We appreciate it because he asked to get paid last summer, and they yes, said no. Then they said no. And they also drafted a guy that, if you look at him physically, is very similarly built, right? And it's the same position. So you you could speak to this more than any of us. If they if you ask for money and they say no, and they draft a guy who could be your replacement, it usually doesn't mean you're long for that situation. Probably not. And if they've made it clear that hey, go out and see what you can get, they're probably gonna like that's the soft sale to get you out the door, and they're gonna weigh their options because I think this is gonna play out. So they're gonna actively look and see if how they could potentially upgrade this. I'm pre- pretty sure. They're going to have conversations about whether or not 
uh, with the coaching staff. How far along can we bring Nolan Smith? Nolan Smith has something about him. I like Nolan, he, I, and I'm he, not ready to give up on him yet. It's just it's a lot of, to put on him to say you're the guy is, now. But if you if you play him in spurts and spot play him and, and try to protect him in his defense, now granted, everything that I'm saying, there's a lot that has to happen in order for that to be the case. Like your defensive tackle's got to play better. We can't have Jordan Davis allegedly coming back in overweight after he's lost all that weight and gaining all that weight back. We need to figure out a way to get the most – maximize the potential of our defensive line. You know, because this whole tired thing and all that other good stuff, that kind of just blew my mind. So we need to figure that out. But I think that we have enough pieces here. You go out and you get – you're going to have to pay to get either a linebacker or maybe a safety and let the young kids play. I think we have enough here with the mentality that they're going to play with and the coaching that they're going to get. I think as the season progresses, they can get better. I really do. Well, they probably would. Uh, it would be growing pains at the beginning. It would take some Definitely time. Definitely growing pains. Yeah, and, and I, I understand they drafted Nolan Smith in the first round for a reason. They expect him to play a large role moving forward as, as the years go on. It's just based on what I saw last year, he didn't look ready to play that role yet. Yeah, it, like he just, he just looked out of control to me, which is weird because you look at the school that he went to and the way that he played there. That was the last thing that I would have expected from him. But like I said, he has some get up, giddy up. He, he can get off the corner. Like he brings the heat. He just needs to, to understand, you know, leverage in certain situations and what, what potentially can happen in down the distance uh, situations as well. I also hope they, they get the opinion of Vic Fangio on this. He's the one that's going to be using these yeah. guys. I mean, we don't know. I mean, they may have gone to Vic and said, what do you think about Nolan Smith? That's and probably it, that's what I'm thinking. We on the same page. And maybe he said he's ready. I I I could get a lot out of him. And yeah. then they're like, well, okay, well, why we got to pay his son? That's the conversations that you have at this time of year. You go back because I'm I can't I can tell you, Coach Hurts, the big D line coach, he went through all the film, and they watched every game. They watched even and they especially watched the games that you lost. And I can tell you to a man, one of the first things they looked at when they were watching film is who gave up. And they probably say, oh, this guy quit. I don't want him on the team. Now, again, there's probably going to be some money that's involved that's going to keep you from cutting a lot of these people. Sure. So I'm, I'm just talking from, from being in this situation. There's only where, so many guys yeah, you can Yeah, there's only so them. many you can cut. But you're, you're looking at it, and you're going to be looking to upgrade and move people. Big Red did the same thing when he got here. Now, one of the casualties were, and I thought, like, this guy, to me, loved him to death, was one of the smartest linebackers that I've ever played with. Willie T was one of those casualties. Mm. And it's just the nature of the beast. Willie T went on to go play in, in, in with the Raiders and, and, and continued his career. But when co- some coaches come in, they have an idea and a philosophy of how they want particular individuals to play. And if you don't fit that mold or that criteria, they'll move on from you. I mean, it's, it's, it's the nature of the beast, especially when you talk about this Vic Fangio defense that has stellar linebacker play from what I've seen. The linebacker play is, is, is important in the safety play for that matter. So I'm thinking that if you don't go out in free agency and get those two players, you're going to have to draft somebody. And you're gonna if you draft somebody, that means it's going to be one of those young cats that's going to be out there and he's going to be learning on the fly. With that being said, that means that your offense is going to have to carry you because that's where all our resources are allocated, on that side of the ball. They are. They really are. Jerry, up next on WIP. What's up, Jerry? (laughs) 
What's up, Jerry? What's up, guys? Jerry, what's, what's up, pal? How are you guys doing today? How we doing? We doing great, Jay. How we're, you doing? We're good. It was a good Super Bowl last night. We're good today. Uh, I, I love it, dude. Ludacris stole the show when he came out with that big opera, dude. It was it was just the greatest thing. And I, I was so excited because I got I got a bunch of friends that are 49ers fans, mm. and they're, they're they're already bashing the Eagles about our quarterback, about this week. They're the same boat we are. They're both on the golf course right now. They don't have the gold that Andy Reid and Mahomes and Kelsey got the gold and the girl. That you, you either win the ring or you don't. There's there's no runner up prize. That's it. Exactly. They didn't win it. So they didn't get anything. They didn't get anything more than we got, except they. I'll see you on the golf course in about a week or two. That's all they saw. That and Jerry, they may have missed their best chance. I mean, they only got one more year of Purdy, really cheap. So their time's running out before their team changes. Yeah, and I tell you what, I, I'll never bet against Mahomes. He's just like Brady, but he's going to be better. I mean, the guy's got three MVPs and three Super Bowls. I mean, I I, I just can't figure it out. I mean, he's just that good. And Andy Reid has just gotten better since he left us. And, I, and I'm so grateful that he did. I mean, his time ran out here. But, you know, when he, when they drafted Mahomes, it extended his career probably 15 years. So, I mean, what what else can he ask for? Nothing. I mean, he, he's he got it made right now, and he's got the best player in the sport. Jerry, man, we appreciate it. And I, like I said earlier, the, the last two years, they weren't even supposed to be that great. They weren't that great. This was like their retooling time. Yeah. Would it surprise anyone next year if they draft a, a tackle in the first round, sign a receiver, and they're 14-3 and three of the best record? Yeah. It won't surprise me. It not surprise you because they're, they're allowing players to grow into their roles. Like, those receivers are going to be better. They're going to be better. Yeah, Rasheed Rice Rasheed is going to be a number yeah, one. That's what I was about to say. He's going to be better. McCole Hartman's going to be better. So you're talking about now just getting, just say, for instance, that tackle, getting that tackle up to speed, getting him to play the way that you need him to play in order to protect your quarterback. But the core guys are still there. Probably going to draft some more help defensively along that defensive line. You know, they got a little winded in that game yesterday. So they're just adding – they're, they're, they're retooling, reloading, if you will. They're almost like a college team when you think about it, <laughs> the way that they play and the way that, that he practices. A Georgia-Alabama, yeah. yeah. So that's what they're going to do. As long as Patrick Mahomes is there in the tight end now, you might want to start looking for another tight end. Uh, oh, man, I can't think of the tight end's name. What school? Uh, Brock Bowers. Oh, from Georgia. Man, could you see Brock Bowers? In that, in that, in that offense. No, it wouldn't be fair. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Brock Bowers is a a big dude. Like that's a big like. He might be a top ten pick. Yes. Like if they if Andy goes out and gets a Brock Bowers or somebody like that, man, y'all better y'all better kiss the baby. Look, I, I, the real. whole offseason we're going to spend trying to get the Eagles back to the Super Bowl. But the reality is, and and hopefully they do. Everyone might be playing for second place in the next three to four years. I'm not saying the Chiefs are going to win every single one. But is it going to surprise anyone if they win two or three more in the next five years? Mm, They're that good, and this quarterback is that great. David and Drexel, what's up, David? Hey, ain't it amazing? We beat them in the, during the season, too. It, I know. Wow. It feels like <laughs> like we made that up in our minds, but you're right. It happened. Yes. Hey, let me, let me ask you all this. You know, the difference between when you snap out and go off on your coach like that and everything, and A.J., whether it was him or not saying something, here's the difference. He went out and produced that that he snapped out. He was vital to them winning a Super Bowl. That's why it ain't a whole lot of backlash on him. Some people saying, thank God he did it. 
Well, you know what, David? That that did wreck him in the second half. Yeah, they well did. Uh, Part of that too was Greenlaw getting hurt because I thought Greenlaw was covering him well in the first half. But you're right; they got him the ball a lot. And what did AJ do when he went off like that? Oh, you fumbled in the last two games. Number team scored. So, you know, Goddard, remember I told y'all, Goddard dropped the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, I give them some credit because Patrick Mahomes, to me, and you can't take nothing from him, Hugh, but he stunk in the first half, just like the other quarterback. And what it bailed him out, good defense, and then Patrick Mahomes came to be who he was at the end, yeah. drove him right down and scored. So Br- Brady won a lot like that, credit. David. Br- Brady won yeah. a lot like that early. Two goals, yeah. two yeah. championships. Yeah. So, you know, again, it takes a team effort, and that's what killed the Eagles because when Jalen was stinking in the first half, hey, guess what? The team stunk in the second half, too, because of the defense. The defense so was a major problem, David. Yeah, defense. and that's why I, I'm with you on this, the defense. I, I I think they've let it go to a point where it got bad, and they got to fix it. You I don't, you can't win a Super Bowl with the, with the defense the Eagles put out hey, this year. And let me ask you, and the real reason I called is because, again, I watched Package. Patrick Mahomes in the first half, I watched Purdy. They made every mistake Jalen made. Threw the ball to the wrong people, stood there and got sacked, ran around and got sacked. You know what I'm saying? But the defense is the key with good coaching. You need good coaching. I play along with these players. So I'm looking forward. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Got clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.